0: Welcome to the FPL Blues podcast, putting out a quick solo pod to give our listeners some guidance going into double game week 19. It's Bucks reporting for content creator solo duty on New Year's Eve to get this out to you, our loyal listeners, well in advance of the midweek double game week, which kicks off on Tuesday, January 2nd. Reminder to stay safe, healthy, and have a blast on your New Year's Eve celebrations wherever they take you. Without further ado, let's dive into how the two hosts, Brian and Bucks, did in game week 18. Starting with Brian, he's looking at a red arrow, 46 points with Kepa remaining. Uh, It's the second disastrous game week for my pod partner. He has triple city attack, and KDB and Foden are really letting him down at the moment. Obviously, he's captaining Erling Holland every opportunity possible, but So is everyone else and their mother, sister, cousin. So he's not getting any free points at the moment, which is super frustrating. He also had a transfer of Callum Wilson to Mitrovich going into this game week. And though Callum didn't do anything, neither did Mitro, and he missed a brutal penalty attempt at the death to end up on zero points. So disappointing result for Brian, doubly so. Making matters worse, he also had Ben White who gets subbed off at 59 minutes and 30 some odd seconds to end up on one point instead of a well-deserved six-pointer with the clean. So obviously, Brian could not catch a win in game week 18, but he's looking ahead to double game week 19 with a strong setup. He's one transfer ahead of me, having Mitrovic in his team with the double. Looking at my team, I'm currently sitting on 45 points all in. I have Keppa and Kane remaining uh to play tomorrow on Sunday, January 1st. But also looking at a pretty healthy red arrow for the second game week in a row, I really need to right the ship ASAP and reset with some good double game week juju in the game weeks ahead. Looking at the stars in game week 18, It really centers all on Arsenal. They get a result in a massive game week 18 match against Brighton. And more importantly, their competitors for the title chase, Newcastle and Man City, both drop points, getting uh, brutal ties both at home. So, not what you want to see if you're a Newcastle or City supporter. But for us neutrals, it's looking like Arsenal are the team to wager on right now. They are hot, they're in form. And they seem to be just chugging along, getting results whenever, wherever possible. So uh, they're looking really strong and they are clearly and deservedly top of the Premier League table. And the good performances really start in midfield for them. Martin Odegaard putting on another shift of a performance. Double-digit haul once again in two out of two since the restart. He lands on 13 FPL points with a goal, assist, and three bonus. He's looking like an explosive must-own asset, considering his price at $6.5 million for the second half of the FPL season. He's super gettable, and I think after these double game weeks roll through, he's going to be owned by somewhere around 30 to 40% of the FPL-engaged community. So he's one to get in on early if you have extra transfers and fires that are not burning elsewhere in your team. Also starring in game week 18, Ivan Tony had a dozen points. He had a goal assist and three bonus. However, unfortunately, he goes off with what looks like a really bad knee injury uh, with about 10 minutes remaining in that Brentford match. So that's a really painful one. And it also probably makes it so he's a must transfer ASAP for his FPL owners. He's gotten some great returns the last two game weeks, but this Cuts the timeline even shorter with his FA Cup hearing uh, about the gambling issue coming up in the new year as well. So move Tony ASAP probably makes sense to go for a double game week player. Gabriel Martinelli once again delivers a return 10 points total. He gets a goal assist and two bonus points. He keeps delivering. And if you've had him from the beginning of the season, like I have, it's almost impossible to sell him at this point in time. Martinelli looks like a must hold because he's delivering, he's in form, and his price and the value you've accrued in him is so great. So almost too much to look past. One last inclusion in the star category is Luke Shaw. He gets nine points, as do his defensive linemates, Aaron Wan-Bissaka and Malasia from Man United. They put in a great performance and dominant performance at that. And Shaw is really looking like the defender to own since the restart. He grabs another bonus point haul and another clean sheet, meaning that in two matches, he now has five total bonus points and two clean sheets. So at $4.9 million, if you went with Shaw and you swerved Cancelo as well as Reese James, just pause the podcast and pat yourself on the back because he is looking like a brilliant pick and he's easy to bench as well. So you'll probably start him against Bournemouth in game League 19. And then when the fixtures get tough, they play City, they play Chelsea, they play Spurs. No worries. You can put him on the bench because his price is so great. Easy to fit in some other players uh, if you have Shaw already. All right. That's what we have to cover with the top performers. Let's look at the not so hot performers, the floppers. And that starts with one voot Face from Leicester man ends up on a minus three and he really played double agent away at Anfield for Liverpool. It was the return of Brendan Rogers to Liverpool. He hasn't won there since uh, he left the gaffer role at Liverpool. And it looks like he came to the park with uh, only 10 guys ready to suit up in blue because uh, Fass was playing for the other team. He had two own goals. The only two goals that Liverpool score come off the Leicester defenders foot brutal. And he also gets double dinged because he lets in two goals. So uh minus three brutal performance and very undeserved three point victory from Liverpool, who really didn't get anything going this match other than through uh, the help of one Foss. Also not to be outdone, Mitrovic, I teased it earlier. He ends up with a donut After being the hero of game week 17 with a 15 point performance, he steps up to take a penalty kick and misses, misses badly actually, for a zero point performance in an otherwise quality win by Fulham. He will enter the double game week as a real potential risk because he still has only four yellow cards. And this is the last opportunity for him to earn a fifth yellow card suspension. So we have to be hoping if we have Mitrovic coming into our team or already in our lineups that he avoids the naughty list and can play both these fixtures because he is likely a strong captaincy option. All right, we're back. Let's look at double game week 19 key info that you need to know is two teams will have a double in game week 19, and therefore they likely are the source of our top transfer targets. So Fulham play away at Leicester, followed by a home match against Chelsea. Chelsea play the two final matches of the game week. They host Man City, and then a week later, they play away to Fulham. So this is going to be a really long double game week, and also there's going to be the potential for some big scores, and even the start of some chip usage without seeing the Chelsea match against Forrest, which is going to happen on New Year's Day, I would order the preference of transfers from these two sides as follows. I think Mitrovic has to be priority number one with Mount as number two. Most FPL managers already have Andreas. He would be three. I know Brian and I both have Kepa. I would rate him four. Havertz as five. Cucurella as six, and lastly, Tete as seven. If you're desperate for a cheap double game week defender, look no further than Tete. He offers some threat on set pieces. He had an assist today, and I really just think he's the best of the bunch from a price and an upside perspective from the Fulham back line. Other fixtures that are worth looking at for FPL returns, there's Liverpool traveling to face Brentford, again, Brentford are going to be without Ivan Toney, who's really the engine of their attack and really strings their whole team together. So I expect Liverpool to get the result there. Bournemouth travel to Manchester United to play at Old Trafford. United looking in great form, specifically defensively. I would definitely want to have both Rashford and As well as if I already had a United defender, they would definitely be starting in this match. Bournemouth have really failed to take off in the restart, losing two matches 2-0 thus far. Finally, we should mention Spurs travel to Crystal Palace. I tap Spurs to get a result there. Uh, Crystal Palace have been very bipolar this season, but Spurs need the game more than Palace do, and I expect they are going to show up with urgency. There is one match that we're going to include as a pure watch. It is the match of the game week, and that is the clash of top sides. Newcastle traveling to the Emirates to play against Arsenal. I will definitely be watching this. My daughter might be staying in after school so I could watch it maybe with an adult beverage in hand, Uh, but it is going to be a fantastic match and one to watch and keep an eye on as it will have huge Premier League table implications. Let's get into the transfer plans and captaincy selection. Brian is currently on $1.2 million in the bank with one free transfer. And he has three double game-weakers at the moment. Kepa, Mitrovic, and Andreas. He's looking to roll his transfer unless he feels a little tinker tastic, and might consider going Foden to Mount, depending on how Chelsea perform at Forest and Mount's fitness coming out of that game. I think it's a tough move to make with Foden having double game weeks on the near horizon, but Foden has just been extremely frustrating in the two games since the restart. He also was benched three of the four games previous to that. So he's not in Pep's good graces right now. And it seems like Grealish right now is the preferred left winger, which is extremely frustrating for FPL managers armband on Mitrovic for the double game week. And he's going to start Andreas over Phil Foden who plays away at Chelsea. So that's both a head and heart alignment from Brian. On to me, I have two free transfers and 0.6 million in the bank. Safe to say that finances, budget are not gonna be an issue for the near-term transfers uh, because we already have some cash stashed away. I am looking at making one move for sure of Darwin Nunez down to Mitrovic. I've already made that move before recording the podcast on New Year's Eve night. And based on the forest match, I will consider swapping Almiron to Mason Mount or just roll the second transfer. I will say that I think having two transfers going into some of these more notable, these larger double game leagues could be very helpful. However, as both Brian and I are not where we want to be in the current overall ranking, I think jumping at and grabbing hold of any possible points where we can get them is not being greedy. That's just being pragmatic. So uh, I don't think I'll be brave enough to roll the second free transfer. So my moves are likely Darwin and Almiron to Mitro and Mount for the double game week. I am going to captain Mitrovic or Mount. I'm going to... Captain one of them, I want to make sure Mount is fully fit before I make that transfer move. So just waiting on the Chelsea fixture against Forrest before making a final call on captaincy. It will be one double game leaker or Erling Holland for certain. I can tell you that. All right, let's jump out of here. Safe New Year's Eve celebrations to all. Let's have a banger of a 2023 and close out 2022 on a high note. Here's hoping for a new year filled with health, great fun, and green arrows in FPL. We'll catch you in 2023. Thanks, everyone.